listening to Inside Lebo, a podcast giving you an inside look at Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania, hosted by Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans and Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey. Welcome back to Inside Lebo. I'm your host, Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans. And I'm Public Information Officer and Editor-in-Chief Laura Pace-Lilly, in for Stephanie Hackey, who is on maternity leave. Yes, and we wish Stephanie all the best and hope to see her back soon as she gets used to her growing family. Um, so today we're very pleased to have a special guest, our uh, Mount Lebanon Police Department's new Chief, Jason Haberman. Welcome, Chief. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So uh, can you talk a little bit about your background before uh, you came to Mount Lebanon? Absolutely. So my background in public safety spans over 25 years. Um, I am from the area. I'm from Scott Township, born and raised, uh, 93 graduate of Churchill Valley High School. And so after graduating high school, I had always had an affinity for law enforcement, wanted to get into police work. And in doing so, I realized that having a very background would be important. So I became an EMT and a volunteer firefighter, which I did so at the Bower Hill Fire Department, which is in Scott Township, another local connection here, which I did for a number of years. And uh, after becoming an EMT, I realized that law enforcement was the next step. And so after going to the police academy and becoming a police officer, I got hired as an, a, a part-time officer at the Hanover Police Department doing concerts and various things as a seasonal officer. And then I got hired as an Edgewood police officer in 1997. And so after starting my career in Edgewood, I was really fortunate to experience a lot of uh, very interesting things and see a lot of different things and really uh, be a part of um, a number of in-depth investigations. And while doing so, I started to meet a lot of officers out in the eastern suburbs. And having a lot of connections out there as well. I uh, ended up getting hired as a Wilkinsburg police officer in 1999, and I spent five years there until 2004. And after working in Wilkinsburg, again, I got to experience a lot of a number of things where we worked long-term narcotics investigations and various interdiction details and really interesting stuff in terms of police work in the 90s. It was really a busy time out there and really gave me a lot of experience and a varied perspective. And so after doing that, I actually was subject to uh, financial layoffs in 04, me and five other officers, unfortunately. And it really was the best and worst thing that could have ever happened to me. Uh, after doing so, I was uh, hired by the Port Authority Police shortly thereafter. And I spent from 2004 until 2018 as a Port Authority Transit Officer, where I worked my way through the ranks. Uh, eventually retiring as a lieutenant with the Port Authority Police Department, but one of the really great experiences I got to have as a Port Authority officer was uh, in the arena of terrorism and counterterrorism and in preparation. Uh, I got a lot of experience in training and drills and exercises and doing a number of things with multidisciplinary teams, wow. whether it was with G20 or whether it was with preparation for any type of terrorist incident downtown in any of the subway transit systems. and so. Uh, with that experience, I was able to become a task force officer with the Joint Terrorism Task Force from 2010 till 15. Uh, and I worked international terrorism with the Pittsburgh Office of the FBI. Really gave me an opportunity to see uh, the most professional law enforcement organization, how they worked, and really glean a lot of opportunity from them. And so with that, it kind of brought me to Mount Lebanon in 2018 with the opportunity to become the uh, Deputy Chief of Support Services 
it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. And so uh, I was fortunate to, uh, to land that position and, and that started my career here in Mount Lebanon. Yeah, that's great. So it sounds like you have a lot of varied experience in uh, communities and organizations of different sizes and have kind of worked all over the place in the Pittsburgh region. So we're very fortunate to have had you here for the last few years as our deputy chief and congratulations on the appointment as chief. I appreciate that. It, it really is, uh, again, a, a, the greatest honor I've received to uh, be able to lead this fine group of men and women. And really, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it and proud to be a part of Mount Lebanon Police Department. So one of the biggest things that you worked on um, since you've been here is this accreditation for Mount Lebanon. Can you tell us what that entailed and how you worked that? Yeah, so accreditation is a process in which the police department has um, over 349 subsets of requirements that you have to adhere to. And when you decide to enter into this portal or this uh, accreditation process, what it is, it's a process in which the entire department undertakes making sure that you maintain the highest level of professionalism and industry standards as designated by the PA Chiefs of Police. And once they designate these protocols and standards, you have to adhere to them and then you have to prove that you're in fact doing those things. So what we did was over the course of the last two years, we entered into the process of revamping our policies and procedures. And once we did that, we were able to launch right into our PLEAC accreditation process. And it really is a, a holistic and collective effort. I mean, if every patrol officer has to do those things that we ask of them in order for us to prove to PLEAC and the PA chiefs that we are in fact adhering to their policies and procedures. So we've done that. We're proud to say we were the 149th agency accredited through PLEAC out of uh, a number, I believe there's around 1,100 eligible agencies to be accredited, and we're the 149th NPA, and that's something we're very proud of, and our officers and our department are very proud of. And what does that kind of um, confidence, does that give residents and business owners? What, what can you then say that you've achieved through that? Well, I think the important part is to recognize mm -hmm. that it's a third-party entity, the PA Chiefs of Police, who have been a proven, really recognized agency and entity within law enforcement nationally to be able to say that we adhere to their protocols, their standards, their industry practices, and the best practices that they glean, and they constantly update those policies and procedures to make sure that we're maintaining that level of professionalism. So it's really a um, an opportunity for us to have somebody else look at what we do and validate those practices and those, uh, again, our everyday uh, work habits and making sure that we're adhering to those standards. Yeah, that's awesome, both for our department and for our community. And for anyone listening who's interested in finding out more about the whole accreditation process, uh, Chief Haberman did a presentation during a commission discussion session last year, and the videos of those are all available on our website, mountlebanon.org. So you can go online and find the video from Chief Haberman's uh, presentation in the commission discussion session uh, on the accreditation process. So uh, one other question here. Um, you know, can you discuss a little bit about um, sort of the multidisciplinary team approach that the department has towards mental health calls? Because I know that's been an increased uh, topic um, both locally and nationally of how sort of mental health calls are handled from a police response perspective. So can you talk a little bit about how our department approaches that? Sure. So you're correct. It really, mental health calls have really become uh, front and center in terms of the um, not only the number one um, type of call that offers so many sort of tentacles and complications at times, but it really has become an area where we 
really have strived to think outside the box and how we approach it. And so in doing so, what we realize is we have some resources here in Mount Lebanon that we're very privileged to have. Outreach Teen and Family Services is one of those resources. And so what we've done early on is we've partnered with Outreach to refer any of our um, residents who are consumers of mental health services that maybe benefit from that follow-up piece with a clinical director or a clinical, clinical technician that can help them through the process of becoming well or maintaining the wellness. So what we will do is refer those calls to outreach at various times in order to assist getting the right help to those individuals in the community as we have encounters with those individuals, however the scope, whether it's very minor in nature or it escalates to a crisis type situation. And so moving forward, what we are working with Outreach to do, along with Medical Rescue Team South and our other partners in the area, is to ensure that we have a multidisciplinary team to respond to those types of calls to create that follow-up piece. That's a piece that really is so important in these mental health consumers to have that follow-up to ensure that those appointments are being met and that the treatment is appropriate and those are the types of things that we want to offer to them that obviously the police department, we're not positioned to do so. And so if we can offer that, then we feel like we can not only reduce the frequency of those calls, but also get these consumers really the help that they need from the, those professionals who are trained to do it. That's great, yeah. And outreach is a, an awesome service that we have available here in Mount Lebanon. And for folks who may be interested in learning more about outreach, we are planning to have a future podcast episode on uh, outreach team and family services and all the good things they do for our community. So stay tuned to a future podcast for more on outreach. For right now, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back with new police chief Jason Haberman. <laughs> Welcome back to Inside Lebo. We're here today with our new Chief of Police, Jason Haberman. Uh, Chief Haberman just talked about some of his experiences that he had leading up to um, becoming Chief of Police in Mount Lebanon, both in other communities and working here in Mount Lebanon, and some of the accomplishments we've had in our department over the last few years, including the awesome uh, accreditation that we just received. Why don't you give us a view into the future? What are your leadership goals? What would you like to see happen with the department? Well, so first and foremost, I think what's important is we're going to continue to re-engage with the community and really ensure that we identify what the community needs are and really establish that social contract with the community. And what's important to us is we provide a high level of service and we'll continue to do so. But we want to garner and leverage all aspects of technology and everything that we can to provide that level of service to the community. And so we really have a high caliber police officer here in Mount Lebanon. Every officer is really a tremendous individual, high character individual. And I will tell you that the officers are excited about moving through this next era of law enforcement, moving through this next era of policing. As we recruit and we retain these officers, what's really important is that we continue to engage in the community and really highlight the partnerships that we have. Reinforce those partnerships that exist and forge new ones with those uh, individuals who are out there that we really want to get out there and meet and really engage with and find out what it is that they want to see from their police department and really deliver that uh, in a highest level of service that we can. So do you have any sort of broad goals for the community that you'd like to see achieved uh, during your tenure as police chief? 
Well, I think, you know, we're going through an interesting time in law enforcement with recruitment and retention. And so from our efforts of recruiting, what's really important to me is that we continue to re recruit high character officers as we replace those who retire. And as we go through this process of sort of identifying what the next generation of law enforcement officer really looks like in terms of the type of individual, the type of demands on, on them as officers, and really how to balance that, how to maintain wellness. You know, one real goal of mine is to make sure that we maintain wellness within the police department, mm -hmm. and we sort of lower that temperature in the room inside the building so we can have our officers meet their personal needs of wellness, and they can deliver a better service to the community. Yeah. And I think a really well-rounded police officer who has the resources they need, whether it's for finance management, whether it's for mental health services of their own, things that they need to sort of cope with the everyday challenges of life that we all have, that they can then become better officers to our community. And so sort of that holistic approach to make sure that we're maintaining that, really connecting with our officers, really staying on top of that, that's a big goal of mine to continue. Uh, we started a chaplaincy program with uh, about a year and a half ago which really has proved to be a huge benefit to officers where they can come and speak with somebody who really isn't part of police administration but can just, again, hear their problems and work through the issues that they may have and get them resources they need. That's a big goal of mine to maintain. So we'll continue to do that. We'll continue to offer a high-level service to the community and really to usher in this new age of law enforcement as we know it and redefine it really almost annually as it comes to, at us. And so I think the important part is that we're reaching out, we're continuing to uh, glean best practices from everybody out there. We're working with our local partners, our national partners, and really um, you know, emphasizing that point to what fits in Mount Lebanon, and what really makes us better, and what can make us better as a community, as a police department. That's, that's great. I think one thing that everyone kind of learned over the last few years during the pandemic was just the importance of sort of personal mental health and well-being and things like that, too, that, you know, people aren't robots, right? We're, we're all individuals. We're all human beings. We all have feelings and emotions. And, you know, sometimes, you know, things are happening just in the greater world that you need to be in a good mental state when you come into work. So I think the officer wellness is a really important part of the whole equation. So that's awesome that we're working towards that and, and we have resources available for that for our officers. Now, you mentioned Outreach Teen, and you mentioned our EMS provider, Medical Rescue Team South Authority. Are there other community partners that you work with that uh, are important to the work that you do? Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, really all of our local police partners, uh, our bordering agencies, um, Castle Shannon, Scott Township, Dormont, Upper St. Clair, the obvious. Uh, I have relationships with their chiefs. Um, I talk to them often. I can tell you that uh, one of the things that I was fortunate to do in my time at the Port Authority was get sent to the FBI's National Academy, which is a school mm. in Quantico for uh, 11 weeks where you go with law enforcement leaders and really, really get into the meat and potatoes of law enforcement leadership and really um, how to work through communication issues, how to garner, again, those, those latest and greatest practices and how they fit within your agency. And that network of folks is really critical to us and our success. Uh, I continually reach out to my National Academy partners, and really the local chapter is, is a very active chapter. And we will share ideas and share different, um, really, uh, practices that we feel could fit or could benefit us. 
And that's something that I feel is really critical. I mean, it's, it's really important that we help those other agencies out. We're very fortunate, we're very blessed to be a very well-resourced department, a very well-trained department. And what's important is that we offer those services to anybody that we can. And I feel that that's our responsibility to do so as Mount Lebanon, as a community, as a police department. And that goes a long way as we work towards forging those partnerships and reinforcing those partnerships with others. So they know that they can count on us if they need something, or again, if there's something that we can talk through as far as something that we can benefit from, or something we can offer them that they can benefit from. Um, an example of that is our accreditation process taught us a lot, and we've offered that up to other agencies to say our accreditation manager uh, Corporal Kite, for example, has offered his services to any one local department that we can really help through that process. And we've formed a working group with other agencies to sort of help make that happen. So it, it, it really is uh, in our business, in, in law enforcement, um, partnerships really are where it's at. It's so critical to have them. It's so critical to maintain them, to really, um, you know, strengthen those. So um, unfortunately, in times of need, uh, you, you lean on each other, and so that's something that, that we uh, will continue to do. It's something that will continue to be there for those that, that need us and, uh, and do what we can for them. Yeah, and you talked a little bit earlier about um, you know, going out and, and engaging with the community and kind of meeting people where they are. Uh, one of the things that I believe you were instrumental in was the Rock the Block events that started yeah. last summer. Um, so can you talk a little bit about you know, some of your plans for continuing those events and you know, getting out and meeting people where they are, not expecting necessarily people to come to you, but having the police be more kind of just present within the community as far as engaging during community events and things like that? Sure, and so really the Lock the Block event that you, you talked about really started organically from our desire to go out into the community. You know, if you're not in trouble, if you're not stopped by the police, you really don't have an opportunity to get in front of police officers or firefighters for that matter and really talk to them about what they do or talk to them about your concerns about safety or about law enforcement or anything really in that arena. And I understand that, you know, it can be a bit intimidating knocking on the door of a police department and asking a question that you feel may not be very sort of uh, important on a big scheme of things. And what we want to do is allow that uh, lane of communication to flourish in an environment that's very non-threatening in any way. Our officers are there in t-shirts and shorts and they're hanging out and they're available for any uh, the kids to come and get pictures with them. Uh, you can crawl around in the police cars, see the kind of things we do. Uh, we set up bounce houses. We really try and get the relaxed environment to reach that sort of demographic of folks in our community that, that may not have any interaction with us, and for good reason. And we appreciate that, and we want to show them that we appreciate <laughs> not having to have interaction with them on a professional <laughs> level, but we want to be able to do that sort of, you know, in that in that vein. And so. We, we want to expand on that. We want to, we talked about doing some things, maybe, uh, you know, moving that towards maybe a cornhole tournament in the future, kind of doing some different things that we can attract, you know, some younger folks that really, uh, hey, maybe they want to be police officers someday. Maybe uh, they want to enter in, into, the, uh, into the field. It's a very rewarding field. It's something that, you know, again, has served me well, and uh, I'm a big fan of it, obviously. Um, <laughs> And so if we can continue to do that and continue to go out and really uh, reach those folks who really may not have an opportunity 
whether it's block parties that they let us know that they're having, we'll stop by, say hi, be glad to. So I plan on being out there uh, in the warmer months and, and really stopping by and saying hi and, and really answering any questions people may have. And so we really do have an open door policy at the police department. We really want to keep that and maintain that. We feel that's very important to the community. It's something that you know is very unique to us, and, and we'll continue to do that. We give a number of tours and um, a number of, again, uh, conversations take place where people just stop down and say hi, and we want to we want to maintain that that uh, that small town feel, if you will. I think that's all we have. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Chief Haberman, for joining us, and congratulations on your appointment to the position of Chief of Police, and we hope to have you on the podcast many more times uh, during your career. All right, looking forward to it. Thank you both. Thanks. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in today, and that's it for this week's episode of Inside Lebo. Our producer is Carrie Monyo with theme music written by Drew Monyo. And thanks to Chris Lieber for designing our logo. Check back in two weeks for another exciting episode of Inside Lebo. Thanks for listening to Inside Lebo, produced by Mount Lebanon's Public Information Office. Learn more about all things Lebo at mountlebanon.org or by following our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages.